In a world preoccupied with professionalism, do you already think you know what a good podcast is? That's bullshit. That's not how the world works. Do you even consider any alternatives? What about uninformed hosts? Only the last watch was where I understood what her name actually was. Unwarranted and potentially liable accusations. Tom Cruise, he's just like sidekick Brad Pitt. Oh, yes. uh, by the way, how do we record? You're running a tangent. <laughs> if we go like to girl's house and then there's like hi friend. I'll stop you there, mate. <laughs> <laughs> there's not a section we can have it. Didn't think you had. So you've never heard the semi-professionals. I did not enjoy one fucking single bit of it. We imagine a future. And our imaginings horrify us. They won't fear it. Mercy. Until they understand it. <laughs> Banger. <laughs> Such a good tune. Welcome to the semi-professionals. This week, so semi-cine. Is this number four? Number five? Oh, number five. I think it's five. It's good. We are doing. Might have. Guessed by the the Geiger counter, we're doing <laughs> the subtle use of Geiger and counter. We're doing Oppenheimer, and the logline oh, yeah. is it's a long logline. During World War Two, Lieutenant General <laughs> Leslie Groves Jr. appoints physicist J. Robert Oppenheimer to work on the top secret Manhattan Project. Oppenheimer and a team of scientists spend years developing and designing the bomb, the atomic bomb. Their work comes to fruition on July 16th, 1945, as they witness the world's first nuclear explosion, forever changing the course of history. Accurate. That is long. That's long. I don't know what it was about Leslie Groves being in there. It's true. I mean, I guess he's kind of part of it. Yeah. Who's true, Leslie Groves? I think that's Matt Damon. Is it Matt Damon? Matt Damon. Uh, yes. He shouldn't be. He's not logline. He's worthy. Too. Directed by Christopher Nolan based on American Prometheus by K-Bird and Martin J. Sherwin. I believe Nolan penned the screenplay also. Yeah. Yeah. And that book is a biography <clears throat> of Oppenheimer. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Can Sick. we guess the budget? I saw it. I've seen it as well now. I'm surprised at this budget. Is anyone else surprised? Is it five hundred? Do you think it should have been? Could have been more. I see, uh, like initial thoughts, yeah. But then thinking about the film itself, it's just in rooms. Yeah. Like by by the sounds of it, it's like oh, it's like three hours about the atomic bomb, and it's got all these stars, and you think it's huge, but it is just rooms, mm. I guess, isn't it? It's mainly rooms. Yeah. I guess the reality of it. I think he. Like basically, nothing was on the soundstage or set. Mm. You mean the one explosion? All... So that's like, yeah, huh? The one explosion that he did. Yeah. When they say the nothing was done, it's like that sound. That makes. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's one. It's one explosion they did, mm. and you can make that look quite big. Do you mean like in? Yeah. And then the rest is. What do you mean? Like in reality, they they only did one explosion. What would you mean? They might have done. Yeah, I wonder. I think it was like ten cameras on it, wasn't it? Mm Mm-hmm. 
so it sounds like it was just one. But I, I just mean that a lot of the publicity of this is, um, oh, we're not using CG or anything, but it's not really a CG-heavy mm. film, is it? Like the mm. central, the central effect is obviously a bomb. So you think, oh yeah, to do that without is quite mad. But people mm. use pyrotechnics all the time. Mm. But if you think about it being like a period piece, like normally you do like massive set extensions and yeah, I guess they're in like the that. desert though, aren't they? So that covers that. Yeah, a little bit. It's easy. It's pretty easy. Any of us could have done it. It's true. <laughs> no, That's a good it's point. impressive, but it's just. I think the CG probably wouldn't have cost that much extra. But yeah, I think that yeah. the format was what I was surprised at. Because when when it when before I'd seen it when it came out 100 mil, I was surprised that it was so cheap. Because I was like, isn't there 11 miles of IMAX, which must cost a of fucking bunch? Yeah. And they made a black and white IMAX film negative. Invented like, it. Yeah, which is crazy to even, that Kodak even puts effort there. Like, there's only one person in the world that's ever going to use it now. <laughs> mm. And maybe he just did, and that's done now. <laughs> also, I'll ask the question anyone that's <laughs> wondering about if you pull down the saturation in Final <laughs> Cut Pro. No, 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 no. Is it different? <laughs> no, 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 no. We can, we can't, unless one of us has actually seen this in 70mm IMAX, we can't confidently comment on that. I'm sorry. Sorry. We just won't know. Or has somebody seen this in 70mm IMAX? I do wonder though, because they've done that with Parasite. They just brought, they had a re-release of, but it was just black and white. Yeah, that was bullshit. I just love spend money. Yeah. He loves the craft. <laughs> he loves the craft. Uh, All right, let's play the next game. Box office. Saw that too. <laughs> okay, five hundred and fifty-five point. What have you got? What point have you got? <laughs> Is that what we're down to? Oh, I didn't. Seven. <laughs> I yes, seven. Ah! <laughs> Very good. All right, next game. <laughs> oh. How much did Is that Killian... Window? Wait, do, do we call this guy Killian or Cillian? Killian. I've always wanted to know. Kill Killian. Killian. I think Killian. Killian Murphy. How, How much is he killing it? That's <laughs> the question. He's killing it. He is killing it. How much did he get paid? I saw this too. Oh, look! How <laughs> much did he get paid? salary. Bloody hell, mate. Um, <laughs> Who would have thought? I would have said uh, ten mil. Yes. Oh shit. shit! Yeah. Really? No, I saw something else. Oh, what did you? I saw oh, something else. Man, bring me down. What did you see? I saw five. Oh no! I've, I've... The article I read was that they they it said something like they could have all requested ten to twenty. But they all opted for five and four. Oh, I hate that. Million salaries to oh. work with Christopher. Oh, that's annoying. I've just seen that I'm as well on, on fortune.com. But on NME, it says a 10 mil. Oh, well. That's what they actually took. Yeah. The, the press release was, you know, we took five. We chose yeah. to take five. Yeah. Okay. But they fucked off to the, to the strikes. 
Oh, yeah. That's good. We can do the topical commentary. Yeah, on cool. this. Oh, that's good because it's being released at the moment, so it's quite current. Exactly. Exactly. Guys, how long was principal photography? 11 oh, miles. So I don't know yes. this one. I'm going to say... Let's have it in days. Six months. In days. Yeah. Quick math. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, 180 days. Damn, is that right? Luke, what have you got? Yeah, it's pretty close. Yeah, 182 days and a half. Uh, I'll go 150. It's 57 days. What? Oh, for fuck's sake. That's an indie... Yeah. That's a little Sundance movie. See, I did hear this, though, that everybody was, like, on, on the set, people were expecting, or maybe, like, Benny Safdie, I think, said this in an interview, that he was expecting this to be, like, a a fincher shoot where everything is like planned out down to the smallest detail you need to hit your marks exactly you need to stand exactly there but apparently nolan's a lot more like let's get into the room and we'll figure it out oh, which more of a soda berg. <laughs> a bit more of a, a soda berg sourdough um just interesting when you're shooting on yeah like for sure you know 65 yeah. millimeter imax footage poor Hoyt van Hoytema is basically getting his hot heat packs on the shoulder from holding that shoulder he is I think he looks like um, he is. He those is a strong man. Scandinavian people that throw like tree trunks over what's that called have you seen yeah. those where they throw big old tree trunks over a high jumping indication thing he, he does look quite dense doesn't he he does Hard. He Willard. Willard. <laughs> from Hoyt. Hoyt Willard. <laughs> All right. Let's get into the old first impression. Be right back. Upon Nick's return. Or Luke, you can go first. Um, first impressions. I was a bit disappointed. Oh. I would say. I would say. That was my first initial question. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> you know that queued up for me, didn't you? You that queued up for me talking about Barbie in a bit. Yeah. Uh, maybe. Let's <laughs> bring it back. <laughs> yeah, I was. I think this has been a, a, a running... Th Even though I was disappointed, I kind of wasn't surprised after because... This has been a running theme for me for his last couple. I think mm. I and a lot of people remember Nolan for his inception and his like Dark Knight, but in reality, that's not been that's been what 2010 was inception. It's mm. been 15 years almost. And um, yep, yeah, his recent stuff I've not been the massive fan of. I think it's already it's always a an event to go and see his films, and that still stands. I'm sure that will still stand next time, and I'm sure I'll get hyped up next time, and I'm sure I'll go and I'll be a little bit let down. But disappointed, um, yeah. <laughs> it's just a vicious cycle that eats away at me every night. <laughs> it's uh, I think yeah, I think what we've already mentioned is that there's a lot of talking in rooms. I'm not opposed to that, um, but I, I it just didn't take the route I thought it would. And especially the last half for me was, mm. I was like, really? It's really how it's going to... Post-explosion. It's a, a courtroom drama. A courtroom drama. Is, the, is it really going to be a hearing in a cupboard for the last 45 <laughs> minutes? 
Um, I just I think it's that's hard to escape in terms yeah. of an impression after you walk out of that film, because if they'd have, I also thought that the first, the first half an hour wasn't all needed for me. Um, I could have taken the building of the bomb, which was which was cool, and the immediate after effects and the guilt that came with that. But what it turned into is this kind of like vendetta again uh, from Robert Downey's character against him which wasn't for me the most compelling part of it and then um, uh, there were there were just there were details which I've realised about Nolan, Nolan's filmmaking which I'm not a massive fan of in general which which we'll talk about um, but uh, yeah and, and then the, the talking in the small rooms was, was just a big thing like if the majority of the film is going to be that as opposed to action, then there's not a lot I can really dig into. Mm. But yeah, <laughs> I thought his performance was amazing. Uh, but but for it's me, get the Oscar. Yeah, should do. But for me, it's not enough, really. So shout out to Kelly Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> shout out. <laughs> But I'm willing to chat about this because, as I said, it's been two. It's been no more than two weeks. It's been about three and a half weeks since I've seen it. So it wow. does feel like a bit of a distant memory. Although I can, I can remember my feeling coming out. But be interested to chat about it. Mm. Yep. Um, yeah. So you saw this. You saw this opening weekend, right? Yeah. Which was when? That was like twenty uh, first of July. Of July. So yeah, a date for, that will forever be. Remembered <laughs> for that reason. Barbenheimer. Um, <clears throat> okay, I'll go next. I um, yeah, I love this movie. I think <laughs> straight up, <laughs> I think it's amazing. Um, I saw it a week ago, uh, like last Saturday. For the first time, and I've seen it three times in cinema now, um, which I've never done before. Wait, I think this what? movie. You've seen it three times? I've seen it three Holy times shit. in cinema, yeah. That really took me. <laughs> I, I think the movie gets better on a second watch. The first, the first watch, I would, I would agree that the second part, if you, if you don't know that there's more to come, that mid movie trinity test explosion kind is of that the mid? Is that the really midpoint? takes the momentum no i don't oh. think it's the midpoint but like or like around yeah. i don't know it's maybe like 45 minutes left or something like that um so when you go into the second viewing knowing that there's a lot more to come and you know what you're what you're in for that it's more about the really like the the person of Oppenheimer rather than the this Trinity um, test explosion and I, I I really enjoyed that and I really enjoyed kind of reading up on um, on him and kind of the the context and the political sides of it there was loads of stuff I just had no no idea about I of course knew the um, like the rough story about like this these uh, you know it's known footage these explosions in the desert um, but I had no idea about that it was basically a race to get to the atomic bomb first before the Nazis did. And I find that such an interesting um, thing that you're 
you're you you ha- you're developing this incredible weapon and you're developing it for the noblest cause ever which is ending the second world war like killing basically dropping it on whatever hitler's bunker or wherever but then the the war is over or the you know nazi germany is kind of defeated and but now the thing is there and like if it's there it's going to be used yeah, everyone's like oh and it's, yeah you kind of made it yeah, we can't go back. <laughs> and kind of seeing behind the scenes of that i found yeah fascinating i thought the acting was really good i had no idea of the big cast in this movie i knew i knew of killian murphy i think that was pretty much it i i didn't even know that matt matt damon was in it did you guys know that yeah before watching from, the, from the ad, from the ads i thought i saw him florence Pugh okay. was the only one i think they properly held back did we know about um benny safty he, he had a flash in the trailer i believe he had a flash. Yeah. okay um yeah i thought the acting across the board was was pretty good uh and incredibly good there's a few performances maybe Dane DeHaan isn't like I'm not the biggest fan of him Who, and Rami Malek's good but he's he's always Rami yeah, Malek yeah, like I, he I, always yeah, plays <laughs> when he starts when he starts speaking and he's like it's <laughs> like nervous little <laughs> can you close your eyes a little bit more you look, you look ridiculous <laughs> a little less Rami um um, that's, that's Chris Dollar's note from across the room. Close yeah. your eyes, Remy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's got the <laughs> clockwork orange things in permanently. Um, I thought the the moment of the explosions were so powerful. Mm. That that feeling of explosion, silence, shockwave, mm. which is so sick because that is the deadliest part of the of these bombs it's not dying in the explosion bit it's dying it's that incredible shockwave that just flattens everything in its path um i thought that was really well done the biggest explosion as a goosebump goosebump moment there for me like i like the delay and then the little whispering of like uh, i am become death i think he says Mm -hmm. that there no um I love that. And I think the ending is devastating of the movie. And I, I, I gave me a weather report every single time I was in cinema. What, what um, the ending? There's two moments. The ending, yeah. yeah, where it's like the earth is now doomed. We as scientists have kind of put this out there and we now need to like Pandora's kind of box. figure out how to live with that. Yeah. Um, the one character that could have had a little bit more maybe was um, Emily Blunt. I thought she was a little bit blunt. One, one side, a bit of a blunt performance. <laughs> Not a blunt performance, but like she was just the kind of the alcoholic. Yeah. Um, but she was still. I thought it was just still a pretty good, pretty good performance. And she had the emotional stuff was often involving her, like that moment when he asks her to or tells her, like you know, tell. If it, if it goes well, I'll call you and say, like, take the sheets in. And I that's such an, I don't know, like, maybe it's the current context of the world a little bit for me as well that, like, makes it more emotional because it feels more 
like a possibility again with all the shit going on in like Ukraine and Russia. And like, that's where this kind of started. And they're talking about those exact moments and they're like saying like, okay, when it went well, take the sheets. In. And if you then expand that on where, where, where that, what that means in the world, it's pretty, pretty powerful stuff. What does that mean? Take the sheets in. So not get shit. Like, what does that mean? I think it's just a code word. Like I'm, take the sheets in I don't get that like that's code for it went well because in the end in the end it's just between the two of them but it's more the moment not just the words but isn't it related to I thought it was like radioactive literally dust taking or... the sheets in so they don't get shit on them at on me it's got to be it's got to be mean, it's got to mean I mean, something maybe. it's not like, like rooted in meaning obviously it's not used in that literal yeah so it's because of the radioactive Maybe. like dust and shit. Oh, I guess so, yeah. But then if it goes well and he says, "I'll let you, um, I'll call you to take the sheets in," isn't it too late by then? Because the radioactive shit will be in the air. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, it's basically. I think it's basically him saying like it went well. It went well, or if you leave the sheet outside, as code word for it didn't go well. Yeah, I think because in the end, when um, he gets denied his queue clearance for the renewal of the nuclear thing he says oh yeah you don't need to take the sheets in oh oh i see i see but it's it is a code word but it's obviously from the actual practicality of taking the sheet in due to it actually exploding like the radioactivity being out there or is it or is it just pure yeah. pure code possible i don't know this is, but this is me i get too hung up on, on it. my background currently <laughs> <laughs> Matt's questioning it all. Um, last thing I was gonna say, it's crazy how much scores in this music in this movie. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's nonstop, <laughs> but cheating. I fucking liked it. I thought it I'll was it under awesome. Um, <laughs> it was awesome glass. beginning to end. Swirling it. And I liked it that much that I was even today. I was trying to find if I can somehow squeeze in. A seventy mil viewing, but they're all really. Whoa, you're obsessed with this film. I don't even think we should be podcasting about this. This is this is dangerous (laughs) territory. This is radioactive. (laughs) Yeah, I should imagine dragons. Because I want to see. Basically, here's why I want to see the seventy mil version. You know all the like the blown out highlights Mm. on, especially on the black and white stuff. Sometimes on collars, sometimes on faces. Mm In 70 mil, I don't think they'll be blown out. <laughs> Dynamic range, bro. <laughs> when they... Dynamic range. <laughs> burst the light through in the, when he's in the room. Because they, well, no, not just that, but like they, in general. Where they, get, where they purposely blow it out. Are you talking about just normal dialogue scenes where there's... No, I don't mean the windows behind. I mean more like those little like highlights on lapels and hot. Well, they they have failed already. The fact that it's blown out on 90% of the copies and it's not blown out on 70 mil. Surely that's not good. Mm, Yeah, but if you're you're making a movie for IMAX and shoot on 70 millimeter IMAX, that's the best way to see it. (laughs) Yeah, but 5% of people are going to see it that way, right? Yeah. So 95% of people are going to see it blown out. And you've seen it three times blown out. How is that good? It doesn't ruin the movie, does it? It's like... It's still. If you're a, that's fine if you make a 30k movie, but you just 100 mil and it's blown out. Like the dynamic range in 65 millimeter IMAX footage, you can't 
compress that down into something that you'll be able to see on on a on a normal cinema screen it doesn't work i mean i didn't i didn't personally notice it so it didn't ruin it for me well, there you but go if you're, 95%. Yeah, but if you're noticing it you just said you noticed it that's yeah on like my second or third me, viewing that's... it's like no, that can't it's be still right. it's still beautiful because it's got that it's a perfect kind of transition into the blown out highlight well, if it, it's not if like a digital purpose, blown out fine. see I think it wouldn't be it would be even more gradual on actual IMAX but it would still end up blown out don't know I want to find out if that, I need to find if out if anybody knows if that blown out then that's a big email. difference <laughs> email are you planning on seeing have you booked it are you going to try and see the seventh email no I can't get any tickets uh, it's all sold out uh, shit um, Glad we're getting niche already. That is very niche. I think I'm between you two. I didn't like it as much as Nick, and maybe I think I didn't dislike it as much. I I enjoyed the. I was surprised at the pace of it, for the length that it was. I wasn't looking at my my watch until after the the bomb went off. I thought the bomb should have gone off and the film should have been nearly over or they should have incorporated the Hiroshima in some way a little bit more because it's like the practice and then the the real one and I know that's not what the story was about but surely I get the decision because they haven't been we haven't been keeping tr up to date with the war and seeing like boots on the ground and all this stuff but the harrowing the, the thing that is eating him is the is the it being dropped on Hiroshima. That's a huge part of it. I think that should have been incorporated a bit more. I'm not, not quite sure how, but I feel like test 45 minutes left and then with like 15 to go, it like, and the next build is to Hiroshima. Um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't like that it turned into a bit of a courtroom drama. I felt like we could have known him. He, he still eluded me a lot. Maybe that was the point, but it's so hard doing a, biopic mm. because people are full of contradictions and he was as well and it's very hard to get that across on on film you can't just have a straight through line and a nice i mean they they, they tied it in nice with the einstein um callback but there was no real mm -hmm. i couldn't i couldn't think of what like character thing could be done because it's real they have to stay true to it but uh, I enjoyed it. I love the I love the assemble the team that whole thing the building of the bomb, and then yeah lost it hmm. lost its way toward the end for me. I still enjoyed it though. Mm -hmm. Sound oh I got a comment on the sound. Watch the IMAX. The sound was incredible when you have your head touching the seat and it goes and then your whole brain yeah. rattles and you get goosebumps. I fucking I love that. Yeah, that was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I've got a gripe with, um, sorry. Yeah. Sorry, Matt. We're done. All done. Sorry. I got a gripe with, um, the Odeon IMAX special premiere plus seating. We talked about this before. Mm -hmm. It's supposed to be central. 21 was it, quid. Was it central? It was pretty central. It was pretty central. Where? But it was way too far back. See, so how, like how, far, how far back? The, they're like the last six rows or something like that do you, see do you like to be able to have to turn your head when you're watching 
however slight? I, no. Okay. I want to be completely locked in, peripheral vision, basically not seeing anything that's kind of like left or right of the screen. Okay, so I want to wow, be immersed. Like at this, this I want it's like VR goggles. That's what I oh, want. Oh, see, I like wow. to be a little bit back from that. Yeah, that's mad. Well, you you might like these Premier Plus seats. So, so you like your peripheral to to be in use on the screen, but there, there shouldn't be information there. But you like your periphery to be Shh. on the screen. Yeah, it keeps me on edge. <laughs> fight or flight. <laughs> and do you fight ever fight the temptation to to check that periphery by turning your head? Or you just go, no, I've made a vow. No, I I'm, just that is that psychotic. I wouldn't <laughs> do it that much. I try to to find a seat that, and in my local cinema, I know exactly which seats are in each of the cinema rooms. Is the good seat for me? Um, You've narrowed it down this to one. A new to IMAX. one seat. There's one. Does Leonie not yeah. get it? There's one. <laughs> no, my my pregnant wife can have that seat. My pregnant wife can have that seat if she wants to. <laughs> it's fine because you won't see her anyway. <laughs> can I have the tunnel well, I took her, I, We. Yeah, I cannot turn my head during this film. I apologize in advance. What happened to middle of cinema, middle row? This was like in the last eighth of the entire mm. cinema. Um, what happened to whatever still still great Good still a great days. viewing experience <laughs> was it was it reclinable to see did it go back a little bit these didn't no but the 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 way the screen was angled they were very kind of like cushy seats so you kind mm. of they don't recline but you can you know you move your way down a little bit it's, yeah, nice. it's, it was pretty comfortable nice. packed out screens were yours full yeah Fair, not full for probably about th- okay a third capacity which is the fullest cinema i've been in in a while right more full than barbie my first one was really full in the imax and then in my local cinema here i went on a monday morning um which was awesome and i had coffee while i was watching a movie mm. in the cinema that was great i'd never done that before it was zhuzh, awesome. it was good yeah exactly and then yesterday we went in the evening on Sunday it was packed again. So people are loving Oppenheimer. Yeah, they or they're interested. Every time when you walk out, it's not like euphoric, um, which I mean, I guess is the same for you guys mm. or definitely for Luke. But um, it's interesting. Yeah. Was anybody else surprised that Albert Einstein was in this? It did feel a little bit like Avengers when... I, I, I don't know, like fucking Batman <laughs> pops up and everyone goes, oh! He's like a mythical, yeah. he's not a real a real thing, is yeah. he? It's crazy. I was so confused. It, it, I mean, obviously it makes sense, but... I thought the yeah. guy playing him did well, though. It didn't It didn't seem like a cartoonish character mm. when he was in, like, after you got over the fact that it was Einstein, I thought he felt quite legit. Yeah. He felt, felt quite natural. It is weird to yeah. see someone so immortalised on... Yeah. On screen like that. And I feel like I've only seen him like drawn. You know, that mm. famous like, is it drawing or is it a black and white picture, a picture with him with the tongue out? Yeah, yeah, picture. It's a picture. Mm. Okay. But yeah. Yeah, that was good. That was uh, good, good cast. Yeah. That was interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you were, Nick, you would have blown your wad at my screening because it was sweaty. It was like that time we went to go Oof. see Dune. It was pretty bad. Right. I was right at the back. 
Which I like. I like to be able to see the whole screen in view. I think similar to Matt. You don't like anybody behind you? I don't like anyone behind me. It gets in no the confrontational. Yes. yes. Yeah, it's like Wind River. I don't want anyone flanking me. Yeah. But then, you wouldn't believe it, there were people coming in half an hour after the film started. I kid you oh. not. Half an hour into the plot, came in and was like checking people's seats because they were, they were like complaining about people in their seats. And I was like, dude, you've missed half an hour of the film. And they were just like, standing yeah, when's in front the cutoff point? All that shit. Yeah, they should just lock them out or just go to the next screening. You've ruined it for yourself. I don't understand. Yeah, and, why would you and want also, to? it wasn't like ah, oh, local cinema, seven quid a ticket. It was an IMAX screening, which cost mm, 19 like whatever. Quid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you've, yeah. Anyway, so that didn't set up things great for me. I wasn't very focused in the first bit. There's all that shit going on. I hate a reason to get annoyed in the cinema. Yes. But I, I, always, I always look for one though. So it's a vicious circle. Same. Same. Being hot. <laughs> like, who's it going to be? Yeah. Uh, someone, do you know when the bomb went off for the yeah. test? As, when it went silent and everyone was like, oh no. 10 seconds. And then oh, about five seconds into that silent, a, w- a woman just got up and just left. Like, to no, the like really? cheering. Like, it's like the whole film. <laughs> And that took me out of it because I was just like laughing. <laughs> Why Dude. would you do that? It was like the moment when it, we had that that first bit of silence and everyone was like, oh my God. And I just saw this He's obviously going, doing something big here. Like yeah. that is not the moment to leave. I don't think that person was referring to Chris as he is doing something here. That's true. <laughs> I don't think she knows who that is. Mr. Yeah. Nolan is doing yeah. something grand. Nick just puts an arm, like a hand on her arm and goes, he's doing something here. Yeah. Who? Yeah. Who's doing something where? <laughs> I am um, in, in the first screening, in the IMAX screening, the, there was a couple next to me and um, the lady in aforementioned couple was feeling the length of the movie big time towards the last 45 minutes oh, she was around. I'm pretty sure she like lent, like was leaning over to him was like basically asking like can we maybe can we duck out but he he stayed solid oh, I, yeah. I salute you sir I salute you imagine asking to duck out I salute you woman As, cheering off on yeah. her Stick, sticking it out or even have you ever walked out of a film in the cinema? No, because you hadn't like Clash it. of the Titans. <laughs> Poor film. Actually, was it this? I've considered walking out of this. Really? Yeah. Whoa! Not for the, not because of the film. <laughs> oh, I was so uncomfortable. Oh, because Actually, of the... you know what, Dune. I was close. I was. Cl- I get like anxious if I'm too hot and I'm uncomfortable and there's like no way out. I suddenly Whoa. feel. Whoa, you just went to a cinema. Greek island, you maniac. You're <laughs> no, on an island. That's fine. You're on fire. There's something <laughs> no way about out. cinemas, man. <laughs> hmm. it, I, I, I wasn't going to seriously suggest it, but I was a bit like twitchy. Because there's the expectation of stillness and silence. And if you don't feel good, yeah. you hate that kind of, no, 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 you have to be quiet and be still. Yeah. And then your brain's like, oh, I don't want to. I don't want it now. <laughs> I don't want to have had enough. Yeah. It was like, yeah, Marion Cotillard put that in my head. <laughs> get rid of it. Do we try the plot? Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, the, oh, cramp again. Fuck the the life and times of Oppenheimer. 
Born. <laughs> Born in New York City. New York City. Nick, sound. Ba, da, 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 da. Oh, yeah, that's good. And Don't have that. To a very affluent family. Affluent family. An affluent mother and affluent father. Mother was yep. an art- artist, a painter, that apparently informed his view of. Well, was it reality? Oh, the world. I like the, this. The, the makeup of things. I think she was maybe okay. a little bit a little bit abstract. And I think they got a little bit of that in with the you know, when he was on his bed and he had the visions of the swirls. He was like being tortured by his yeah. him trying to understand how the life force sticks together. Like how Wait. atoms are he wasn't stuck a kid together. Though, was he? he wasn't at what? No, this is when he was in um I think Cambridge. he was in Cambridge, right? Yeah. Right. How, how he's lying ma- in lying in bed. Yeah, yeah. How mad to be able to think to even try and think inside of that level. It's of, crazy of of reality, like beyond it mm. in, into the the structure that, and to be able to use that harness that as mm. subatomic like nuclear, not even the bomb, well the bomb, but also power and energy, which is like the yeah. cleanest. Because my dumb brain, I'm like, well, between these atoms, there's obviously then like air, mm. which is like <laughs> bullshit, right? There's <laughs> air that is. Oh. There's, there's like all the equations on the board, the- and one of them is air. <laughs> <laughs> and in between this is all air. Yeah, there's no air. Do. It's just yeah. <laughs> it's no it's air. crazy. Yeah, my true. brain cannot yeah. comprehend this level of. You could put me in a room, you could inject me or like hook me up to an IV for a million years and I wouldn't be able to come up with it. So what is in between? Uh, (laughs) I think he discovered that that the... I'm going to butcher this. Yeah, Yeah, I'll turn it into conspiracy land. So there's this new (laughs) element that was discovered at Era 51 and they... (laughs) (laughs) There was... There was a the nu the nucleus, I mm. believe. Yeah. In, inside, <laughs> the, inside the atom, and he discovered the electrons were moving, and not consistent. Right. And maybe therefore were penetrable. And mm-hmm. so, so that is what split in the atom is, is to get through or charge or whatever that initial shell that thought was solid but actually had space between it. Right. to get through and split that nucleus at the center, which causes the chain reaction of whatever atom is next to it to split as well. So to, had no one tried that? No, there was nuclear scientists around, but I think him and he done it with someone else. I forget his name. <laughs> um, I can't do this. I'm not I don't know. I mean, yeah, I mean, this is not, a, this is not, but what is what is mind blowing to me is that theoretical physicists exist out there and have existed for for many years who like through pure kind of math and basically teaching and observing have been able to get to that point mm. <laughs> in time where you can understand what maybe happens within an atom what lies beneath that's mind blowing without really ever being able to know it to you can't do you can't it know it right like i can't it's even think theoretical. about it really yeah it is it no is me theory. neither I, I i always wonder if these people can think about it as in not just 
because it is an un I guess it's not really unseeable because they they had that little screen where they were firing shit at it and it was yeah and it was proof of something but to know what that actually that's it to know what it actually looks looks like on that level hmm. it's just an insanity that well but of, isn't that his like what he's seeing above his bed at Yes, uh, a projection of it. It's like what he understands it as. Yeah, it's like his it's interpretation like of that. Yeah, it's all about interpreting it in a way that you find. Yeah, you can learn it. The stru- the structure of yeah, the structure of things. Or is that actually how it looks? Like, do they know for a fact, or is it? Or they, do they know? I the don't think you can. Yeah, I don't. I don't. You can. There's no way of like really. Have, have people looking been able at to it there? Because. On how no, the fuck do they know so. then? How does it, how how it looks? Uh, this is why it's mind blowing. I think they can guess how no, so guess how fake, it fake, mate. <laughs> they can theorize how it looks by how it reacts and behaves. Right. So so if yeah, they so know that the, the nucleus is like solid and still, but the the electron is mm. is un, not still, but and it's it's kind of going around the thing, then they can they can kind of conclude that it could look like right so it's an interpretation yes like what we're saying with his visions above the bed and i guess not to get too heady about it but (laughs) (laughs) please do if you look if you take like fractal like imagery Mm. i suppose the solar system yes like things like that inform like the macro view it's like it can't be diff. It wouldn't be diff. Like the more logical thing would be that it looks like the solar system, but in a small yeah. version. What if the further you zoom in, the more it looks like the further you zoom out? Yeah, boy, I love that. That's what it is. Imagine That's what that. it is. I mean, that does it's make the really most sense. Real, because the further they go, thought, but the further they go in, thought it. The, the more space they find. And that things aren't actually together. Wait, until what? <laughs> say that again. <laughs> so they say that if if you could make the nucleus of an atom the size of a tennis ball, mm. it, you'd put it in the centre of a football stadium, and the electrons of that same atom would be orbiting it on, on the at the edge of the football stadium. So it's basically just space. Like the whole thing is empty space. Yeah. But it's the way it's charged. Because let's say, you know, like pushing uh, two negative magnets together, mm. it's like the the electrons are negatively charged. So when our fingers or you touch anything that's made of an atom, it feels like it's solid, but that is just basically two magnets opposing each other, two very strong magnets opposing each other. Mm. So be, like, there's nothing to do with this, the solidness of it because it's full of, your hand is full of space. If you look in it, it's mainly empty space. That's crazy. It's, crazy. It? it's just the charge that makes it appear solid. Mm. Fuck yeah! It's like, I'm ch- it's like I'm chatting you guys up. It's like yeah, we all share like one hand. Like, yeah, we're all at the bar. Yeah, just like... like... <laughs> so if you put your hand, <laughs> in my hand like, if you feel my hat, if you feel my hand now, you'll feel it, it feels solid, but it's not. We made it. It's just it's... like down my trousers, love. All <laughs> empty space, basically. Yeah, all empty space. <laughs> I've got a lot, a lot of. Oh, room. I mean, man, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I've got more room in these pants than I'd like to admit. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way of the world. <laughs> you know, you know what rabbit hole I've been getting into lately. Go on. It's such a unique, like, it thing to watch. So people that prank their parents that that there's a nuclear war broken out. 
Have you? Oh, I've seen these on TikTok. <laughs> the the like emergency broadcast. Yeah, yeah. Oh, emergency broadcast. Horrible. Horrendous. Because because you'd never. It's like in no one's lifetime. There's only a few people that have seen the the faces of the people they love that believe that nah. their world's coming to it's so fucked. <laughs> That's like the Hawaii missile alert. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's like it's mad. It's mad seeing different people's reactions as well. That's the funny bit. Yeah, yeah. That's terrible. That's like force majeure. Your dad fucking shits himself, and then you're like, yeah. oh, sorry, he runs yeah. off, leaves you all. <laughs> shits himself, and he's now on fucking YouTube. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the incident with the apple. Yes, that's um, true. True, true, but sickness. which is crazy. Maybe, yeah, I know. And in Cambridge, like everyone there is so smart and it, like promising of maybe changing the world, hopefully for the better. Mm. That, that they just go, oh, you rascal, and they just yeah. let him remain. Was it deadly <laughs> yeah. poison? No, it, it was just sickness. Apparently, it oh, was just to right. make him very sick. Oh, very sick. How well, sick are we talking? <laughs> not like, not cancer. Maybe okay. more than, Yeah, but, bowel but, cancer. Yeah. He's going to die in a few years. It's going to be super painful. Um, I think just like... In the know. movie, isn't it like... Um, it's like cyanide wait. or something crazy. Yeah, it's in cyanide. cyanide. That's yeah, fucking it's killer. Yeah, th- yeah, they made it. I don't know if it is cyanide, but... Well, they do collect apples for like three years and get all the pits Ferment them yeah. in the model. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what exactly it was. But in the film, it was, it seemed more deadly. It seemed like life or death in the film. But I think it was yep. just, it was just he was giving him COVID. Uh, I'll let you off. I found it funny that a student would just, at the end of a class, just leave, like give the teacher an apple. Like somebody like goes in and puts the apple on mm. the teacher's desk. So I'm like, what a weird. Yeah. Fucking what? Who, how? Cambridge. In what way? He's eccentric, though, isn't he? Yeah, they're probably intellectual. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we've got an apple, Jonathan. Very brutal. <laughs> Very brutal people. But yeah, so he's kind of ready to kill. Yeah. yeah. He's, his, his morals are fucked. He's got, he's got that in him. And he's oh, got that ego. Good. Good yeah, that is good. The actually. ego, the ego yeah. that like comes out again mm. later. No. Yeah, yeah. I ended up. I think part of the reason I didn't love the end is because I, I was like, I'm on fucking Robert Downey's team. This man oh, was mm. a prick. <laughs> really? Yeah. Why would you show him up like that in the fucking hearing? I yeah, I didn't get the show up until the the second time round. So what is he saying that Robert Downey? Just calling him an idiot, isn't he? Basically. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's so so they want to export, I think, radio isotopes to Norway for medical purposes. And they're like, is that going to cause a security threat to the US? And he is, he is at that point, he's like, oh, yeah, I mean, sandwiches would be more dangerous or beer would be more dangerous or something like that. But how's that but Robert? Because he was, he suggested, he was, he suggested it and he kind of mocked him. Also, like the, Robert suggested that it would be a U.S. security twist. Oh, 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 oh okay. Also, the, the first thing he says to him, essentially, to Robert Downey is like, "Are you trained? Are you like a physicist?" And yeah. he like looks down on him the whole time. And Downey Jr. is like, "No, I'm, I'm not. I'm like, mm. you're, you're the guy. Don't worry about that." But he yeah. still wants to be a prick to him. <laughs> 
yeah. like, I, I, that was so unlikable to me f- about a- the character. Apparently, he was quite unlikable mm. and strange yeah. and eccentric and yeah, egotistical. I mean, he refers to himself as a, a genius several times. Like that's always a kind of a prick move. No, when you like refer to yourself as slightly a yeah. genius. <laughs> mm. <laughs> But I think Strauss wasn't a great guy either. Like he was, I think he's a pretty typical politician. Like he basically sent the FBI on him. He um, basically wanted to, like he, he ruined Oppenheimer's career in the end. Like he did a smear campaign on him, painted him as a, somebody who shared all the nuclear um, plans with, with Russia or he was in cahoots with that. Like he was definitely a shitty person to Oppenheimer. Mm. Yeah, well. I, I but see they were, that. I think they were both morally that, flawed. But, yeah, you know. and that made it that made it was w- w- seem like I wasn't I wasn't necessarily against Robert Downey that much. Like I didn't mm. see him as like an evil person. I think it helps when your protagonist is being oppressed by someone who you really don't like. And it, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm. I'm like lukewarm on both of these guys. I don't really care mm. as much. Yeah. But I guess the stakes are so high. What What are some of the Nolan isms, Nolanisms that you you found in this Luke that oh, you want? The music, music. The the the. It just makes Love everything it. sound like a trailer. It just feel mm. like a trailer. It's everything is so like fleeting. So walking into rooms with purpose and this like sweeping music and like some papers go up in the air and then it moves. it's just like okay mate it's, it, you can't do that for two hours you can do that as like little vignettes of montages to move things along but it felt like like, like the assemble the team you could have the yeah like that's fine the, the pacey. that's a fleeting kind of thing but it felt like the whole thing was transient and lacked tension because you can't get you can't get tension if you don't if you don't stop and hear people talk without like overarching music sweeping over the top of it. Like, you can't build that. You can't really build a sense of tension without that. You just you you're taken out of it. You're taken I, out of the present. You can't be present. I th- I think the intercutting. I I found tension with the the test, but because they stayed in the same on the same timeline for I think they did. Mm. Mm. Well, but but yeah, I think by the fact of co- constantly switching timelines. It, it did feel like it was like a, a big it, it was great like intercut like intercutting like it was it was interesting to follow these stories at the same time but as you say there wasn't like a there wasn't tension in those moments no mm. so it, it I, feels I, I a thought, bit highlighty feels like a, mm. like a highlight reel a little bit mm. but don't didn't you feel the the tension in the um, kind of closed off interrogation room towards towards the end where it really builds i mean he then he takes the music to like 150 percent then but i i did find that very how we can just with cutting and music have a conversation that increases intention quite dramatically i thought yeah i didn't mind those scenes in themselves i don't remember the music being more strong than ever then but yeah they they, mm. they worked but I'm, I'm just talking about like the majority of the film having music over yep. it 
in order to push it along in in some ways it drew attention to the fact that this was probably a longer script and that they were cutting things out and like the music is like mortar between the bricks like to make it flow mm. better but in a way it's kind of cheating because it's like it's trying to just pass time forcefully and and it doesn't right. allow you to sit in those mo- I would rather have less moments like I just don't buy that you need all of that that first 40 minutes is so I don't know it feels like it just co- you go so many places and it covers so much I, I don't think you it half of that didn't feel like it paid off fully to me in the second half it didn't feel like you needed all of that like his um, whole education bits and stuff like that where he went to and um, visited the yeah. scientists in germany and yeah. switzerland and probably that okay. probably the academic stuff the most because most of us don't really understand it and but even mm. the scenes with florence Pugh, he does these things and i noticed it's the same thing in inception and it's the same thing in his other movies. It's not, this isn't a slight specifically on this, but it's his technique, mm. I guess. Is like they have these dramatic conversations, but there's still music over the top, and it doesn't let you yep. kind of sink into that moment. It it feels like a memory, mm. uh, which isn't a necessarily a bad thing. But I would like to see the, the revelations of a scene, like when you have a button on a scene. I just feel like that's best served when you don't have a. Dis- like oh, I don't even know how to explain it. It's like a montagey feeling of the scene. Yeah, it feels like it feels very theatrical. I guess mm. a lot of it. Yeah, it feels very movie esque. Definitely, yeah, it's not but, like a. But movies traditionally, you know, it's not, not it's not majority montage. It's like there's a scene and then there's a next scene. There's a next scene. It felt like. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't know. Chris Nolan. Why am I so fucking red? I like Dana White. <laughs> <laughs> <Christ>. <laughs> <Down to> pink. <laughs> um, yeah, he he loves intercutting between different. Uh, if we're still talking about the same thing, I've just yeah, we are in. like timelines yeah, yeah. or like in the Dark Knight. He did that, but he kept it into his intros. Maybe Dark Knight Rises with with Bane and the bank and the setting up the heist or the moment there'd be intercuts but then we'd also have like fully played out scenes where you get into the the you, you truly get into a conversation and a moment and a character and you let them dwell on yeah. it and sit on it whereas this was like intercut intercut for an hour and a half a, a few a few moments were scenes played out but it's, it did still feel like ah, it's not gonna last long we're gonna but you're I guess the tricky part, like, and obviously we said that before, but you need to cover an entire life and you need to make that feel like one mm. continuous thing. And like the other biopics that we, that we've done before, I don't think they necessarily had that. Like you know, Lawrence of Arabia didn't, didn't have that, of course. And that's obviously a very different yeah. movie, but I, I, I definitely prefer this where we get little bits of somebody's life but they make up a whole. The individual scene mm. maybe isn't the strong, like the most important thing, but we're like all of these things are adding together to get a whole view of him as a person, his internal conflict, the political um, climate uh, of the time. And for me, that, that works. 
it's hard because you can't, you you do and you don't have to have someone's whole life. It's it's it feels like you. It's good to if you can include that, then it's informative and good. But it's mm. it's not necessarily a, it's not really a rule for a, um, a biopic to, right. to to make sure I you guess, cover yeah. their life. You, you can have three years of someone's life, a, a, a true life, and you can allude to his past. And you can let mm. those moments in the present play out, and it could be a major turning point of their life. But you, you, you're not trying to educate the audience on, oh yeah, so he he met this scientist in Hungary, and he met this guy here, he met this guy there. Like, how's that reflective? If that isn't reflective of his internal journey of his guilt, yeah, which I don't think a lot of it was, no, then it, it is academic at that point. And and mm. Nolan loves that element of filmmaking is the academic and the 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 system, the systematizing of of it mm. it's not a deep dive into his psyche which it, it, it imparts it it, tr- it get, tries to get there and it does get there in parts but it, it it's like he's treading that line between that and let's give that not a not a dramatization but almost it's i can imagine it's very accurate because he would make sure it is yeah but i think that came at the price of of digging into him as a person Maybe he's too complex. Yeah, complex. Maybe he could come across that. Like, you can't. It's hard to dig into someone like that. Yeah, I'm trying to think of other other. I haven't seen. I mean, <laughs> I mean, a biopic. It's it's ba- yeah. It's basically what I said. It's like I think it comes down to what period you select. Yeah, it's like what beginning and end point do you select? And I felt like the selection for me, the reason why I came away so flat, I think, is due to that selection. I think that makes a massive difference because if you chop the first 40 minutes off this, you start at the assembling the team and the, and the bomb. Give me bomb, act two turn. And then, yeah. And then, and then the last part is dealing with the direct mm. like consequence of that and the direct guilt. Act Even if you have Hiroshima. to. Yeah, yeah. Well, like it seems like the logical way to do it mm. for dramatic effect. Yeah. I don't know. One, one that does it, Catch but Me If more, You Can, does it so well. Catch Me If You Can does it really well. Yeah. And and we do get into past and it is into Cutty, but it, it reserves that for little clue in moments, like a, a flashback here and there. But at no, at no point, like you, you get, you dig into, um, I forgot his fucking name. It stops. It, it properly, it, yeah. Mm. Those, the scenes between uh, DiCaprio and Tom Hanks mm. and the scenes between DiCaprio and his dad, like they stop. There's not as many of those scenes, but they they really make you feel it. They make it count when it when it comes. And I felt like they even just a very very small change, you know, even without changing the whole structure of the film. If you were having those Florence Pugh uh, moments where they were talking about the politics, just take the mu- music off, and it feels mm. feels a bit more like there's an actual conversation happening as opposed yeah, to this like just melodrama. Yeah. Yeah. And and those conversations that were that were had in Catch Me If You Can and were like really important to him and his through line. Mm. Whereas we did some we did sometimes stop with him and the wife, but it was it, I don't know. It, it was just, centered on the on the the spine of the film, like the emotional spine. And that that quickly brings me on to another thing. Basically, when it, when it comes down to it, I'm looking at how if this movie makes me feel emotionally like is the character emotionally paid off at the end and I just I didn't feel that at all I feel like it helped it didn't help that he was quite cold and like eccentric and obviously like a scholar so it wasn't the most 
expressive character maybe but the 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 moment at the end with Einstein I felt like wanted wanted to be the spinning top like from inception it wanted to be like this like ah moment mm-hmm. but it didn't really it didn't like reveal anything new it just it they were just saying anything that we knew but it's in like retroactively so like they they okay they maybe said it first but it wasn't a big re- it wasn't really a big revelation like they were talking the whole time about how this would be calamitous to bring to the world and at the end they just had einstein say it so it felt yeah so it was meant to be like more i don't know impactful yeah it's not it's not like oppenheimer didn't know that that was the case before he was told that yeah he mm. kind of he kind of knew what he unleashed on the world already but it's just yeah, as you say being said it by the 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 cameo yeah it wasn't like a revelation whereas and and i think that's because it wasn't meant to be that because it was focused on robert downey being slighted by the fact that they were having a conversation without him mm. that didn't feel mm. like a, a slight Indeed. enough it didn't feel like he was pissed off enough at the time he was quite guarded so yeah it just didn't it didn't quite add up to it, me at the end isn't the, the the emotional ending I don't I think isn't that more meant to highlight what actually this means for the world rather than what this means for the one person like isn't that the emotional but it's like um, if you knew that impact. you know that as a person already it like for me it'd be it I watch it for the like the like people know that are watching this that nu- nuclear war is Bad. massive and a big deal and could be the end of everything like what's revealed here Hmm. You like people like I like watching things revealed to characters or characters changing. I, I feel like right. being I feel like the end and being told that nuclear war is bad, like like it's not a revelation. Hmm. I, I thought right. it was like it it was an impactful moment, but I'd prefer if there was a because he gets this a lot, um, Nolan, and say so he had this same thing with Dunkirk about you you have a great academic like rendition of an historical event from lots of different perspectives and you intercut them really nicely. It looks great. The soundtrack's good. It's got, it's well acted, but you don't really get to know any, anyone in it. Mm. I, th- I think Interstellar was like the perfect, although it's not mm. it's a true story. I think that's like the perfect mix of, he's got this science stuff in this academic stuff in the, yeah. this, this way, but he's got this great through line. I know people criticize mm. the whole love thing, but I fucking love that. That's what makes but, it good. Yeah. That's mm. what it, it, that it really brings, it brings everything together. And it, and it's like yeah. okay if you think love's too abstract and stupid then talk about bringing a fucking world into a into a ice cream cone into space like that the whole mm. thing if you're not going to buy into that then don't buy into any of it because yeah. you have to suspend your disbelief in some way mm. but essentially mm. it's about is that emotional payoff in Inception is, uh, in in Stellar is incredible and that's what if this it, this needed in some way if the end of Interstellar was like mcconaughey looking at like to, to way of camera or even at camera i don't know if he did it or not in oppenheimer and saying that oh the we need to stop destroying the environment because the world will end it would be like oh, okay yeah everyone knows mm. that but yeah i, I want to see what, what's happened with you as the as the character like i feel like there's more impactful um ways to to finish yeah 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 
Fair enough. I still think the the fact that it got torn out of his hand in a way, or that he as a theoretical physicist almost saw this as a kind of an exercise of like, can we as scientists do this? And then it being taken away and being put into, obviously they all knew what they were building, but I still find that a pretty impactful thing at the end. That's like, yeah. okay, this is like... We have to deal with this. It is it like. is fascinating to watch the moment where they, they were being shipped off on the on the flatbeds, and then he yeah. goes to Matt Damon like, "Oh yeah, keep in touch." And Matt Damon's like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, he's like, "Yeah, will, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, will do, mate, with whatever <laughs> I can tell you." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like it's nothing yeah. to do with you now. I mean, I, I know you can't do this because it's not the true story, but you know, in an ideal world for a film. Is you bring in UFOs? Like, <laughs> you have you have Oppenheimer creating a test which he doesn't know is going to be used. You know, you just mm. you have yeah. that's that would be great dramatically. How, wait, how do you mean? Asking too much, but well, you have him. You have him build something under a false premise that it's going to be only a test, right? Um, and you're not, and then they're definitely not going to use it. Because See that kind of at happened. At the end of the day, though. he did know. He kind of. It knew. kind he of knew. happened he, because he was they, in that room he, saying, "Oh, you can drop it." Like, what about? He was. A he was there. Like, yeah. yeah. But at that he point, was it was done. Like, like the bomb was done. At that point, they told him, "You need to build this to basically stop the Nazis." Mm. But when they, they kind of that, did that, when they were all in that, oh, I forget the. This was the the time, but. Wasn't wasn't Oppenheimer talking about ways that you could drop it on? They were talking about Japan at that point, weren't they? Yeah. I think it was like the wars. Coming yeah, they to were end. talking about Japan. Yeah, and Oppenheimer was still kind of chiming in, like he knew because yeah. he was saying he was saying either we do this or they do this. Mm. Otherwise, that argument would be brought up. That argument would be irrelevant. Mm. No, he definitely no knew, but the compare. bomb was was built at this point. It was it was done. No, I don't uh, think. It, I think they it was already in the making of. No, because they, they were. were about the yeah, it was like the Nazi final thing. straws of it. The Japan, the Japan conversation came after, but the original concept was like, "We'll beat the Nazis to it," right? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I mean, like, I, did, I didn't. Hate, I didn't of, even hate it, but it's just like, mm. no, I know you didn't. These things, these things didn't, didn't like one to punch it. That's that's so mm. mad that that Hitler's. Um, view on uh, the Jewish people was the thing that stopped or was a major part of him not being able to develop the nuclear That's bomb. crazy, no? Oh, he was yeah. like, what do you say? They, they, they called nuclear science Jewish science? Yeah. Or that physics. Was, that was good. Yeah, that's that's a mad twist of fate. Yeah, man. that's crazy. Um, and I like that in the beginning he meets all the players that, like, he meets um, Werner Heisenberg as well, who's going to, mm. you know, be a big part of, of building that. Shout out Matthias yeah. Schweighöfer, a legend <laughs> of German cinema. <laughs> Got a five minute, five, five second cameo in this. Um, that's cool. Like we get introduced to both sides of this and they are a, like, they're the same kind of person. Like they don't have interest in mm. yes killing millions of the people. Science. They are, they love the science. They are, they're just you know, driven by this thing in their head that they need to 
find out, but it's going to get used to kill millions of people on either side, but it's not their original intention. It's mm. mad because fascinating. They, the science has to be nestled in a uh, a thing that science doesn't understand, mm. like a, a moral compass that you can't equate or measure. Yeah. And the only way to ever do these kinds of sciences is with military funding, governmental funding. Like no private organization would have. I mean, mm. what did they say? It cost two billion, two billion dollars, yeah. which at the time was like thirty billion. Yeah. Uh, or like in inflation. Mm. Um, that's crazy. You're only going to get that from big government campaigns and then you know it's not Mad agendas. it's not yours yeah mm. some of the stuff they come out with now have you been watching like the have you been seeing the degrees of how far it's come in terms of explosive no. power i've seen some of those uh, yeah this now, oh god what was her hiroshima was like in dealing in kilotons which is like hundreds yeah. of tons of, t of uh, tnt And now yeah. we're in, is it megatons? Gigatons or yeah, whatever, it's or like megatons. Mil millions and millions of tons of TNT. Yeah. Like for, so at um, a base level, is it the same tech or is it just so hydro bigger? Hydrogen bigger? is different. So is that what we're trying to use now? I th I think... What's the new tech? What do you is mean trying to use? Bigger? <laughs> I think it's the same, largely it's the same but bigger. Hydrogen right. nuclear yeah. is the same but bigger. There's no like real new breaking weapon system no, but isn't yeah. hydrogen isn't that more um, isn't that less stable That's, to use I, I i don't know i don't don't know i'm not sure i really have no idea but it, it uses no a, i don't know it preparation h <laughs> it uses a nu nuclear bomb to to as its trigger is that right right that's how mad, so. that's how mad big it is there was or don't isn't it that it uses a different trigger to compact the nuclear whatever closer into the core for a more violent eruption uh, yeah, outwards uh, uh, yeah, I, thought, I don't know i thought that was the the thing that blasted together was the i don't know oh fucking no yeah. but i know i did it's the same i did hear that yeah, sorry the, that the fireball for the um i forget what, what it was called um the fireball itself was like three to four miles in diameter oh so not God. not even the shockwave the fireball a fireball of three miles wide so yeah, that's cool. insane that's and the and the flash of the the flash of light was seen 600 miles away that's fucking nuts. is this was hiroshima no 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 this is or like, a, this like is a, the a, a new te a test this is on a test right like doesn't it, it become a, a better tactic if if explosions are that big <laughs> Why don't you just never build a bomb Here we go. and you always bluff? Mm. Because so oh, yeah. Got, yeah. if someone's going to fire first, you're done anyway. Mm. So why don't so why doesn't everyone just bluff? That was part of the, the the pod that I listened to. There, people were saying like, why don't we just have this button not hooked up to anything, but say that it is. Yeah, like you can say at this point because because everyone knows that people it's just how much time and money you spend on it, and you can say, mm. oh yeah, we have a hundred thousand megaton thing that can take out a country. Yeah. We've developed that mm. now. In no, fact, right. I'm going on record now that I have the biggest one. <laughs> You're right going to get arrested. You're going to swat it right now. Kind of, <laughs> that's, that's kind of, in a way, I mean, obviously, but with nuclear weapons, what kept the peace for like 60 years or you know, 80 years 
because everybody now has these guns if one of us uses them there's like submarines floating around in undisclosed locations just floated to the teeth with these like it's continent killers and if you know if anybody used them it's it's kind of game over and that's what held the balance for you know 80 Mm. years and it still is like i don't think you know putin's not gonna nuke europe it's it's bad if one country has it and but if it gets to a point where there's a lot of them then if one of them slips out of control and is taken on by uh, a nationless terrorist group Mm. who have no home the lone warrior then that's mad because they could just yeah. could put that anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah, it's that crazy. Would, that wouldn't be nice. There's literally James Bond movies now. Where it's yeah. like one guy who's got <laughs> he bought it. Bomb. Yeah. <laughs> he bought Gum it. Tree. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen um the it was on Rogan recently, the fake videos of nuke tests. <laughs> no, yeah, I haven't. <laughs> they are literally toxic. What they? What country made it? I think it's the US, and they show like houses being blown apart. Oh yeah, what but they're to the like camera? sets. Yeah, yeah. It's like what happened to the camera? So the camera's yes. right there. I saw and like, this massive fucking explosion yeah. happen, and there's like props which appear in the first frame that don't appear in the like in the last frame. Mm. It's. So it's like a deterrent, but as film. a propaganda tool to. And that, we uh, have this. That'd be my approach. Should be like, yeah. do this thing in the, in the desert. Just film yeah. it, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, big just, fan. Yeah, get yeah. some dust off of the houses. And just say, this is it. your house. It could be your house. And then just <laughs> like, a we transfer link drops in a in an inbox <laughs> <Yeah>. somewhere. <laughs> Like, oh shit! Just miniature, miniatures, <laughs> yeah. studios somewhere. Just blowing our house down. It's just some man's voice going. <laughs> an explosion. I watched um, a documentary on with. I mean, it might even be some of that footage that you're talking about, Luke. Of old, they kind of re, they repaired old military footage from these original. Um, like the Trinity test and most of them that kind of came after up to whatever the 90s and they it's what you talk about Matt as well like they just get increasingly bigger and bigger Mm. and it's crazy how many of like have have happened around the world and like the tests, the what the is that hundreds, shit doing to our atmosphere yeah <laughs> it's fucking stupid i really that really grinds my gears everyone <laughs> like you have you it's know bad. what it does you know yeah. that you know that it's it works and you know that you can just like tip in the fucking whatever to make more of it you know what it does but it's like to, to having to keep dropping it and testing it's it so at stupid. that point does seem like when you're younger with and you just want to see a firework go off mm. it's like you can yeah. do it so it's like oh yeah that's fucking that would be good we'll do that in November let's set off this like, like what's fuck, the point man. like you know what it does because but it's a big part of the cold war no like just sh- like showing, showing off, off who's yeah. got the bigger you know to, to psych mm. each other out Trinity and Beyond the documentary is called it's, good title. it's cool because it's it's just old kind of yeah footage from from back then it's been re uh, it's kind of been cleaned up 
It looks, it looks it's fascinating. And it's got um, Andrew Teller in it for the Benny Safdie's character. Oh, nice. He's in it and he's actually like, bomb. he, yeah, yeah, exactly. He's the hydrogen bomb guy. He talks about stuff and it's crazy, man. When you see the ones that they blew up under the ocean like the u.s military mm, they had like oh, you know they they like in the south pacific or um it's got like a bunch of old military ships mm. there to kind of see what the damage to military equipment would be they like tied goats to the ships and chickens and then they just like <laughs> detonated a that's ginormous kids at that point that's like <sighs> it's, it's like crazy um, Has it got the one where it's blown up in space? Mm. They send one into the um, what outer atmosphere. They, yeah, I they, haven't seen that. I haven't seen that one. But yeah, that happened, yeah. <laughs> didn't it? <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. There's one way because when they were unsure or not totally sure of the effects of the the radiation and what it would do, there's videos of. I don't know if it's on that thing you watched where they they do it, and then it's part of the the tactics. The soldiers march into the mushroom cloud to like clear it out oh, so they no, set I off didn't see that. they set off the bomb and in the test and then the the, the soldiers are pra- uh, practicing kind of and they and they go into the the village after the the bomb to to fucking oh take, god yeah, just marching yeah. into radiation you that, wonder what would also how are all these you know those scientists that i mean oppenheimer died i think he had like lung cancer because he was chain smoking yeah or but like you know andrew teller they were all around this kind of Mm. material now like how are they not more fucked up or were they actually not as as close as maybe the movie makes us believe i mean i guess one off i mean one one's too many is the is the thing so yeah yeah but um (laughs) it's not good you know what i did like is the uh the kind of abstract scenes of him um, thinking about the victims mm. and experiencing the yeah. bomb, like in that speech after, I thought that was really good. Yeah, like he that. saw the people's faces, like the skin strip. I think that's Nolan's that. daughter. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. Mm. Poor her. The actress. I love the. Uh, yeah. Sorry. And the puking. I like the the sound, the motif of the uh, boots, like marching, the dum dum dum, like there was marching throughout, mm. and we thought it was the, f- the yeah, feet on the the feet on the thing. But we've we were hearing it for like I think like half hour or an hour before that. Mm. It's part of the soundtrack, but we assumed it was marching boots and war, but it was actually celebration of the, mm. the bomb. Yeah, which I thought that was really nice. I like that, and there was a. There was an element of, I don't know, if, I don't know if maybe I'm reading into it too much, but when he was giving the speech and with the crowd, and drumming up kind of fury and rage, it was very kind of Hitler-esque. I thought, in terms mm-hmm. of in terms of the the getting the, yeah, like drumming up, like yeah, we'll get these bastards. It was very he was at the front, the the the, the leader talking about wiping out the the goddamn Japanese. But didn't it feel to you that he was? kind of regretting yes he was playing what had happened he was playing a part he was playing to the crowd and that's what Mm. people said about Hitler as well the the crowd oh right 
there was a back and forth between hit, what, what absolute hit, performer hit, hitler and the crowd because <laughs> there was anti-semitism everywhere in europe like germany mm. germany wasn't an exception at all he didn't he didn't no. com- he didn't convince the population to hold these views he just brought it out of the, out of them and he played that played that part in order to gain right. power mm. so there, there was a bit of that around yeah i liked that bit in the in the gymnasium a fucking basketball net behind him that was a great yeah. great scene yeah that was good yeah um did you guys catch the the hint that uh gene was maybe murdered by the fbi yeah did you catch the black glove in the bath that's classic oh that was sick because it's just it's just a theory right that yeah she might have not actually committed suicide but that she was kind of yeah. killed by the fbi or something like that i like that he sprinkled that in and you can yeah. miss it um and he's not saying anything no but it's is in there because it's part of that history yeah sorry is that florence Pugh? yeah florence Pugh in the bath right. yeah Oh, I like the scene with the president with Truman. Yeah. Where he's like, I feel like I've got blood on my hands. And he mm. just like that basically ha- tells That apparently that. happened. There's few in the pod list right. too. There's a few accounts of what occurred. But in every account, the handkerchief was pulled out of the pocket. Okay. And whether he called him a crybaby or a, he, there was something to that effect on the like. was like... But but Grow Killian, up, wipe your hands. Yeah, yeah, but Killian apparently didn't overhear it. Is when he, uh, sorry Oppenheimer when he left. But there was okay something to the effect of don't let that crybaby or wuss or <laughs> something back in here again. And that's Gary Oldman, eh? Yeah, <laughs> popping up in a lot of a lot of makeup. Yeah. Um, oh, was it? Yeah, yeah. I thought the acting in general was amazing. It's like Killian mm. kills it in this role. This is like on a level for me with um, Daniel Day-Lewis in um, Whoa, There, will, there blood. will Be Blood. Will be yeah. I thought they had really similar, like even if, like just the way they speak about things, there's like this kind of da-da-da-da-da-da. It's like very similar kind of mm. pattern in the voice like removed emotionally almost a bit emotionally removed yeah. from um yeah that uh, was it was amazing and matt damon was important because he's a little bit of comic relief yeah. sometimes yeah. in these scenes that was desperately needed um mm. i think i mean it's quite a serious movie oh. and then you need to sprinkle in that little <laughs> what i found it's gonna kill him as well was was Casey Affleck. I yeah. loved I loved him showing up, and it was funny and so like dark at the same time. Because it's like he's I, like the he's the so guy creepy. that nobody should should knows on the project. He knows everything yeah. that's going on. He's like the mm. security guy who's mm. yeah. He is very creepy and he very unsettling. To, yeah, really unsettling. And he's trying to play down how intrigued he is at the information and who and when this was yeah. said. And he's trying to contain his like, I'm gonna kill this motherfucker when I find when I find it. It's it's that kind of person who takes their job more serious than their life. Like this is yeah. my my job, and I need to do this. Mm. This is what I this is what I do, and I don't. There's no moral. This is my job. Mm. I don't know how to how to describe it, but like he's 
so in on his assignment yeah and he hates fucking communists so yeah. badly <laughs> and, and when it's part of this because matt damon's relaying him it's always funny like matt damon's relaying him to killian in another scene while he we're going back to the initial scene yeah. we keep being informed of new things about him about like didn't he kill communists himself when he was in war or yes. something yeah yeah that's right yeah He's he killed the russians yeah yeah i like the whole distinctions of levels of communism like the mm. american communist party and then there's just like general communist kind of belief and then there's like soviet communism and how they kind of tr like split it up a little bit you know mm. um and him kind of supporting communist causes but that doesn't make you a full-blown communist like like you know you can give people to uh, money to people in need that mm. doesn't necessarily make you like the spanish um yeah. yeah yeah i thought it was it's cool so many historical layers to it. i've really enjoyed kind of delving into it mm. um reading up on it mccarthyism it's crazy how much stuff yeah. you don't know mm. about <laughs> Or at least I don't know about. I really enjoy movies like this where we, where we. Um, it was kind of the similar thing with uh, Lawrence of Arabia, and that kind of context of, of kind of World War One there, and mm. the bigger picture and how, you know, when when I'm in school, I only learn about um, kind of you know the the Hitler side of and and you know all, everything that was bad but yeah. obviously this was a world world war it yeah. was going on everywhere and it was going on in other like in spain you know there was like um and we talked about that with um what was the movie pan's labyrinth Guillermo. yeah what you, you gonna know, say like your your huh it sounded like you're gonna say your mother oh. <laughs> you and your uh yeah With the Civil War. I'm loving these historical excursions mm. every now and then. <laughs> I, want a, I, want a, I want a good World War One one. That'd be good. Mm. Yeah, what's out there? I still haven't seen um quite, quite on the Western Front. Oh yeah. I think Matthias Schweikhoff is in that one again. You not like him? No, it's good. Yeah. Is it's this fine. the German national treasure? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that one, we, we, we have him and we have uh, Til Schweiger. Who's the one that Chris Delia hangs out with? That's him. That's oh, what, the one that was in this? Yeah. Oh, really? Wait, how'd you spell it? Yeah. How'd you say it? Matthias Schweighöfer. Mat Matthias Schweighöfer. Matthias. Matthias is the Matthew uh, of Germany. Schweighöfer. And then oh, yes. S-C-H. Got it. W-E. Yeah. Uh, okay. Chris Lee hangs out with them. Well, he met him on set. Uh, well, he was he, like, they were. I didn't realize this guy was like the biggest thing ever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in Germany. <laughs> <laughs> they hung out for the movie shoot that Chris Lee got cut out of. Ah, <laughs> yeah. ah. Cancelled. <laughs> <laughs> But before he said he was like kept texting him and everything, and he was like looked him up, and he's just got the biggest cute. movie star. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> trio what else okay. do they have, have you got any, any checking more? if trinity 
Oh, uh, script. And you'll love this. I think Luke even told me about this now. The script oh, was yeah. written in the first person. <laughs> oh, yeah, you did mention this. It was actually. Apparently. Yeah. How, did you, how did you do the scenes where he, I think I asked this question at the time? I drove down the road. How did you, how did you do the scenes where he weren't in it? That that was third person again. Oh. You have he to put. Back, he went back to convention for them once. Yeah. He put, that's the difference between the black and white. The that's the objective stuff, and the yeah. color stuff is the subjective stuff oh. from the view of, oh. of Oppenheimer. He did a crystal ball. Yeah, here's where I reckon at the start. Of <laughs> I reckon she would have got in about quarter to ten. Uh, uh, quick, before we do trio, where does this slide in for you guys with? Nolan's right the back. filmography. Mm, I I think I like Dunkirk more than this. I need to rewatch Dunkirk. I don't think I liked it. The, yeah. the, this these are fighting for bottom. This is really yeah really yeah okay. Like all what the was Batman, before Dunkirk, all the Batman's up above this. Interstellar, Inception, oh, gosh, yeah. Interstellar Inception, Batman's Memento. I'd put oh, Memento above it easily. Yeah. Memento's one I think I need to rewatch because I last watched it when I was in film school and you're in a little bit of a different. <laughs> oh, Tenet. It's like, oh, nine Tenet. Okay. Tenet. Tenet I, fights. Tenet's <laughs> yeah, I would put this above Tenet. So it, would go, it would go Tenet, then even, either Dunkirk or this. Yeah. Same. And mm-hmm. and then if we're going through it all, Dark Knight Rises. I don't know. <laughs> Even Insomnia was banging. Yeah, Insomnia. I forgot about that. Insomnia. Oh, I haven't seen that. that. I put that Re- above. Re-release that. Yeah. In cinemas now. Just <laughs> undermine your other film. I'll, I'll put that above <laughs> Dark Knight Rises. Chris Nolan cans Oppenheimer's last six What's weeks the, in, um, in favour of re-releasing <laughs> his <laughs> 2002 Alphatuna starring Insomnia. <laughs> didn't, didn't we do that on the pod, Insomnia? I don't no. think we did. I haven't seen that. We oh, no, I might be thinking of Heat. I just see Al Pacino dishevelled. That might be yeah, Heat. So funny. That was, that he's heat, he's yeah. so I'm the same person. Yeah, because he's so tired. What's the movie? Poor guy. He's with knackered. The, it's Al Pacino. <laughs> he's knackered the whole time because he, he can't sleep in like, it's the Alaskan town or something and That's there's no night. On, yeah. And he's investigating something, but he gets bloody tired, Nick. He's, he's, <laughs> mate, he's knackered. <laughs> he's You've silly. never seen someone so cream fucking crackered in your life. All right, I need to watch this movie. <laughs> he gets so I need to watch this movie. I like Al Pacino. He's knackered. And Pacino, I like fatigue. Right? <laughs> no. <laughs> fatigue, fatigue noir is the subgenre. Nobody mentioned um, what's the movie with the magicians? The magi- uh, Prestige, yeah. Prestige. That's up oh, there, that's mate. good. That's really. Keep there. forgetting. Oh, he's done a. Nolan. To be fair to him, regardless of these past three films, he's done, he's had a lot of bangers. He's, he's just his... getting too history mad. Yeah, he he's crazy. He's, all he wants to do. He's getting he's getting history dead. Yeah, just keep doing it. Keep although doing t- it. Although Tenet, we are like history. Yeah, Tenet, Tenet, Tenet was full Tenet of history. Tenet wasn't, but he did. Yeah, he tried to do his own like mad original world again, and that didn't hit. It's academic. It's the academicness of it that you just. Wow, realize. Tenet was bad. No, really bad. Tenet was no, really it's not bad. that bad. 
Rewatch it. <laughs> no, it's bad. It's, Rewatch it's it. It's not, actually it's pretty actually good. Actually terrible. It's terrible. I've I've seen it a few times since. It's, it's fine. Not, we gave it. It's good. Probably on average yeah, but, three point. But the thing is, the thing wow. is, it's all backwards. It's great. It's great. <laughs> it's backwards. I love though. the bit of like reversing and, on Final Cut. But <laughs> we discovered like. Hold on. <laughs> hold on. Hold guys. on. Hold on. Why don't we? Um, center the plot around this see this is pre-blackout we gotta we gotta redo all these movies at some point i found fcpx <laughs> does the trick all right so this is a bottom barrel nolan for both of you yeah near there right. yeah okay i think it's my second favorite <laughs> well interstitial first yeah definitely then followed what? followed by inception followed yeah then, then followed what? by dark knight don't don't care don't care about the rest oh really dark knight care. i've seen i don't kirk about the rest don't kirk about, the rest. Um, <laughs> <laughs> don't kirk about the rest i need to rewatch dunkirk tenet's actually not that bad well, everybody was a little bit crazy back then i could to, i could not remember a single fucking thing about that film really mm. All I remember is Chris style slowly turn fights around. Them, fight themselves. Incredible <laughs> yeah, car sequence. Incredible car sequence. What, what, Flipping the car. <laughs> Tenet. Oh, in Fighting Tenet. in the Wait, kitchen. Talking about Tenet. Yeah, you said oh, Tenet. No, I can't Dunkirk. remember anything from Tenet. Oh, I can't remember. No, Dunkirk. Dunkirk. I feel they're like in the boat. Boat gets shot at. Boat gets shot at. Very loud. Harry Tom Styles. Hardy. Yeah, Harry yeah. Styles. Tom Hardy in the plane. Oh yeah, Tom Hardly in the plane. He's, he's hardly. hardly in it. Um, yeah, he's hardly in it. Okay, let's do trio. Oh, it was the year of Mark Rylance, wasn't it? Yeah, everyone had a hard on for a theater actor. A <laughs> theater. I do like stuff in that. I just thought I had one. Explosions. Yes. Explosions, explosions. Explosions. The silence. Are sick. The, the silence of the of the main test. I like. Yeah. I thought that's good. Have that silent. Yeah. Jumping on that. And lady, please exit the cinema at this time. Because that's I'm enjoying that's myself. That's insane. I'm enjoying myself so too much. That's so... People are fucked, man. <laughs> People are fucked up. People are how, so fucked. How can you do that? I don't get it. Liked oh, there's somebody. The, um, Sorry. People are fucked. <laughs> Loud cinema snacks are like digging through a saran wrap bag thing yeah. to get a hard candy out that's in a separate. Separate one. I had someone unnerving a ham sandwich from tin foil once. <laughs> tin that is foil is so loud. So rude. It's tin, it's metal. It's like screaming. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mind it if I've got fun doing it. <laughs> That's basically the rule of thumb. Well, cl although cling films could have cinema, it's very quiet. It's just a gentle, like, flat wisp. Yeah. A wisp, yeah. I like, um, 
I just like popcorn. I'm mixed. I'm. Is this your I'm, trio? Is this your first one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think popcorn. I did mix it too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was really funny. Last time we went to see Barbie yesterday, the the guy at the till was really enthusiastic. He was just about to log off his machine. His supervisor called him over. And I loved it because I haven't seen enthusiastic customer service in ages. Like, just <laughs> sort of fucking idiots. And then um, View Watford, shout out to this this lad because he was like, do you know what? I'll serve one more customer. And he like, helped, he made his supervisor wait, right? And he brought me over and he's like, you're lucky, you're the last one. And I was like, he said I was lucky. There were like three other people serving the desk, so I would have been fine. But Brilliant. I'm glad he was there because he went, he went, what do you want? And I went, large mixed popcorn, please. And he said, what do you want first? How do you want me to mix it? I was, I was like, ah, oh, just do your thing, man. What? And he did his thing. He went back and forth Whoa. with the thing going, I'll layer it. He goes, I'll layer it. <laughs> he went, no. Like a fucking ninja. And he gave me like almost half a more box worth Ample. on top, like of a mound. It was brilliant. That's nice. Go ahead. So Go shout ahead. out to the bloke at View Watford because uh, it's to see that. Yeah, he's a kid. <laughs> Um, I like the absurd, like abstract stuff of him filling the guilt whilst he's doing the chats. Mm -hmm. Yep. I like. Um, Have you had your like? Mine was explosions. You kind of piggybacked on mine, and then I (laughs) re-piggybacked on yours. Flying sixty (laughs) nine in the likes. I'll do the fingering. <laughs> <laughs> I got one. I got a new one here, man. Don't a- answer, fuck bag. Man, he does the whole alphabet. Yeah, legends. Go on, watch um, your card. I'll jump on it. I like marbles as a visualization as pro- of progress yeah. throughout. Mm, That's away. such a good little a nice storytelling thing to yes. progress. Yeah, mm-hmm. And then he puts five in. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five. And he walks away. <laughs> jump on it. Luke, did you say jump you jumped on, on that? It. Yeah, I'll jump on that. That's pretty good. Nick, it's back jump to you, on. mate. This is Uno Reverse. You guys hated on it. <laughs> Audiovisual experience, three hours of fucking banging soundtrack, incredible visuals, great acting. You guys are fucking weird. Um, this was, Wait, was this was like the best. Like? That's my, yeah, that is like my third like. Yeah, I like you guys because you're that weird. Doesn't, um, that doesn't qualify as a like. Do that again, please. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm gonna jump on that. No, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> same. Yeah, same. I, I did fucking hate it. Um. I like. It's, it is sounding bad, but I don't. It, I don't. I didn't dislike it this much. I'm. I am trying to think of genuine. Oh, in the um, the stomping of the feet and the the speech and the mm. the guilt coming through and the vis- visualization of the charred bodies satisfyingly stepping through. Almost porcelain, the crack. Or he steps into the person as well. Yeah. Although, okay, yeah, I'll save this one for dislikes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't think of anything. Uh, well, I, I mean, the format was cool. 
the IMAX mm. is always stunning to to watch. Um, Nick's livid. <laughs> but it wasn't it wasn't well used. In tiny offices. Tiny offices that are talk a talkie. Shoot it on IMAX, but shoot it in tiny offices. This is a talkie. I remember them saying that because there's, although IMAX is usually uh, reserved for sweeping epics and sci-fi and stuff, big landscapes, mm. because this is a talkie and there's a lot of faces in it, faces are somewhat of a landscape mm. of emotion. I heard that on a BTS. It's good. Like an I think that's great, and I agree with that. Those close-up <laughs> shots of Killian Murphy are close, epic. Yeah. They're yeah, close, just, just but the they're max for that then. Epic. <laughs> shoot eleven miles. What are you on about, Luke? <laughs> shoot eleven miles of behind-the-head tracking shots through the eyes. Yeah. Uh, is there uh, is there a lamp on a bedside table on IMAX? See someone sat next to that. <laughs> I reckon that's what they did. They sold half of stock photography on Getty. Because <laughs> it's so high Office. risk. It's part of the photo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Frames of Oppenheimer again. You guys, you, you like realize we don't get these adverts. these kind of movies a lot anymore. <laughs> oh, what else do we have to fucking look kids. forward to? <laughs> exactly. What a high bar. bar it needs to reach. Yeah. This high, is a the pretty high bar. High we bar. Don't get you guys are... We better like this. <laughs> what was the last movie that Dune. you saw in cinema? Dune. Okay, yeah, Dune. Dune. Yeah. Didn't okay. have to wait that long. Disagree. Disagree wholeheartedly. Yeah, it's, it's more than Dune. Better. Oh yeah, definitely. What? Whoa. Oh yeah. my god. Definitely. No way. Dune was half a movie. Dude. Dude. Listen back. Semi Sinet one. <laughs> Dooned Dude. is half a movie. Dude, you can't be serious. <laughs> we will we'll meet again in November. I pray I won't be on that, but we'll see if we get a full it movie. It wasn't half a movie, though, was it? Some of those are. Yeah. And that one it was, wasn't. though. Just because they This is a whole movie. I mean, it's <laughs> half a movie. He had his arc. Let's put it this way he had he an had arc. arc. He had an arc. He had an arc. He had something in Oppenheimer, didn't he? Bloody Ark. Um, he had a bloody Ark of the Covenant, mate. Dislikes? Which apparently is in Ethiopia. Cutting this off quickly here. Dislikes. This is getting, into, this is getting get bitty. Have you been reading, I mean, listening to um, stuff on Ethiopia? Yeah. About, Ark yeah. of the Covenant. Yeah. That's where it is. Well, I don't get about that, is though. Just someone just storm it. <laughs> like I know, I know those blokes are there. It's like the Sphinx. 24/7. Just dig it up. Just, just, d- just like run in. Pause, see what's a there. A punch. Just punch yeah. them. Punch the, the guards. Just Someone dig. try and punch the guard. Are you telling me no one can beat the guard in a fight ever? <laughs> <laughs> Someone can. Yeah. Uh, send Zac Efron in. Yeah. He's bloody hench. He's he's been he's in a wrestler film soon, isn't he? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 That'd be, that'd be good. Anyway, back to dislikes. Um, I will say the soundtrack. I mean, this. Stop making it so sweeping, man. Mm. It's just. It's, it makes it so transient of an experience, even though it's so long. And that does help it be digestible. But for me, the first, first third 
the film is like this just flitting through life kind of experience. Nice montage. Yeah. I didn't like the. I felt that the the skin, the special effect of the skin flapping. I thought that was a bit. I didn't really buy that. That yeah. was real skin. It did just look like someone stuck like a bit of plastic mm. on. They weren't really that convincing. Mm-hmm. The, the skin underneath it didn't look raw enough. Yeah. No blood. He doesn't like blood, does he? Or maybe he couldn't make it that graphic. Mm. What no, was this? Twelve. <laughs> he R-rated. This was R-rated. No way. Oh, yeah, of course, because she's got. Yeah, yeah, Pew's got tits out. Yeah, Pew's got tits. Yeah. Oh, we didn't. We didn't mention that. Oh no, no that, okay, I've got another dislike. Good now. Yeah. It's not a tip. It's, it's to do with that. Though. Where's Jack when you need him? Yeah. Imagine if you just joined the Zoom. That was my first thought. <laughs> just came in. Oh no. Shit, where's the slow pushing? Yeah. Shit. Go on, Nick, what have you got? It was the least sexually nip Um. Just like, whatever. Yeah, maybe Rami Malik. Yeah. Being Rami Rami Malik. Yeah, right, mate. Come on. (laughs) He chose the most, like, mild thing. (laughs) Maybe Rami Malik. Yeah, I don't know, mate. I mean, you know, I kind of like this movie, so... (laughs) What do I get to pick from? He he just... He's always Rami Malik. Yeah. He can never play somebody else. So what is it, then? It's like the kind of the... It's the eyes and the way he... The geeky, the like, kind of like, emphasizes uh, his words and his. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah he's, Don't know. He's a unique bloke. Hmm. You should go yeah. to modeling instead. <laughs> yeah, that's such an insult. He's a real. Um, <laughs> he's a Vincent Gallo. Let's not let's not attack Vince. Come on. Nah. All right, next dislike. <laughs> um, next dislike would be, I mean, these are pretty big ones, but the first oh. third and the, the last third. <laughs> so I'm two sorry. thirds of the film. The last third is indefensible, literally in court, because it's a hearing in a cupboard. Come on, the, man. I love the cupboard. It's just the fact that you climax at a literally a bomb test and then for the rest of the movie you're just just watching these two bicker mm. bitterly after bitter bicker bitter bicker I'll jump on the bitter bicker after the bomb I th- yeah it did I feel like I said it before I'll bloody say it again have, have Hiroshima a little bit more present mm. and lead into it and keep us lead like lead in that sense I felt the bomb, they they blew it too early, I think. <laughs> but what would he have been able to see from... I guess he, there's him the watching, reaction of him, watching him the telly, I watching. Yeah. <laughs> there's, that, there's that reaction of him in the press conference. Yeah. Yeah. I don't mm. know, I don't even know how. Because see, they, I, they I, didn't go to... They wanted to stay in rooms, which I understand as a choice. They didn't want to go to Hiroshima. Because they also then it would be boat take it to Hiroshima. But if you then start showing the victims of Hiroshima, you lose ambiguity a little bit. You do. You are. You really do. Really point and like there's no. 
Okay. I think it just takes a restructuring of the whole thing. Essentially, what I have an issue with is the selection. Because it, if, any, if it was an original story, you couldn't say anything because there's no existing material to choose from and, and so there's no selection process. But here, there is because it's someone's real life. And so you have a decision to make when you start a biopic. You, you yeah. think, well, this is the beginning and this is the end. And it's and to be fair to Nolan, it's balls to be like, this move, my any of my movies are going to be like the biggest thing on the in the world at that time. And you're going to give that those people, whoever, everyone's going to go see it, 50 minutes of a courtroom hearing at the end after mm. after a bomb test. It's wild. Like that is it's great. Uh, that is a brave choice, and for me, it just did it not is, pay yeah. off at all. Just boring, mm-hmm. bored, stiff. Mm. <laughs> born to tears. Born to tears. Born to tears. Born to tears. <laughs> bring up, bring back an old. Where was that from? Phrase. Jesus, this is an errant place, I, I think. <laughs> Oh yeah, it was. And Luke said, "I'm a mere droplet. I was a mere droplet. Yeah, I was born to a family of tears." That's <laughs> a promo. That's no. That's no promo somewhere. Yeah. It is uh, ballsy. Honorary like ballsy. No, you got to do dislikes. What's your? What's your <laughs> I don't have any more dislikes. Uh, I've got one. When Florence Pugh and uh, Killian were making love in the bed, and mid mid love, she just slipped out and got a book. <laughs> from behind her, her. No, I thought that was so. Away. I thought and that was scholastic. so like. <laughs> that was really like disorientating. I was like, wait, what just happened? Like, That's what Nolan does. Yeah. During. <laughs> wait, did you slip out and get a book? Oh, <laughs> Slips out. It has a little read. Yeah. A little sang script. <laughs> oh, I've just thought of something. But the back of the gate is calling me. This is fading erection in the corner. <laughs> yeah, I feel that like a bit strange. The nakedness, I thought, was because no, to me, sex and Nolan is like he doesn't tre- he doesn't tread that all too much, does he? No, he's a he's a pair of. He's never done that, has he? Houses, he? He is. Yeah, he is. And and so it was the, it was the stepping I, out of the dad territory, yes, big time. I'd love to see. I'd love and to be a show his ass, dude. Yeah, he did show his. <laughs> he showed his ass. Because <laughs> he was like, I'll show them, and then it was just it just felt like the most. Mm. sexless thing yeah ever. like and to me that I would love to be a fan of him directing that uh, the, mm. the, the sex scene for one but also he, the choice to have them both sat naked with with killing mm. crossed crossed man legs <laughs> I didn't like that I don't know I thought that was very like film shooting like well they're both, they're both naked because they've both been vulnerable right now I love it. I, 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 I love a sketch about him directing that. I love, yeah, I love. There's a good Mitchell and Webb look sketch when the director's giving them, um, David Mitchell's giving them direction on how to have sex, and he keeps <laughs> he keeps saying, "Now we know," under his breath. But then it starts being audible on Mike. They're like, "Wait, what are you saying?" But he's just getting up on it. I like, yeah, I like the idea of Killian being asked to be naked, like from Chris Nolan, who's historically had no sex in his films. And he's just been able to yeah. sit, sit um, naked. Killian. <laughs> um. <laughs> no, I don't know what it is about. No, but it's really because you can imagine other directors broaching it. Yeah, he's a dad filmmaker. It's the dad. Yeah, it's the dad. It's really fun. It's the dadness. Yeah. Who'd be the easiest person? It'd be like I think Paul Carwile or like 
boy. No, it'd be our boy. Paul Verhoeven. <laughs> yeah. Come on, man. Be wild with it. Gotta get kinky. Nolan. Just introduce a book halfway through. I don't mind what like it is. The... I don't mind what it is. Yeah. What about the um the surreal surreal sex scene in the in the little room? Did you like that? Wait, what bit? Well, they were having a chat, and in in um, Kitty Oppenheimer's head, she's seeing uh, oh, yeah. having sex with oh, Florence that Pugh. Was, that mm. was hot. I just felt like that. That's freaking sick. <laughs> That's great. And in, in, in camera there, he breaks away from all the rules he set up in the room. He's close on the interrogation guy, reverse shot, and reverse on him, and then there's a whole switch up. It's awesome. Yeah. The, yeah, the close-ups were good. It was like the face was the landscape on the IMAX. Matt, I'm going to get that tattooed. That's <laughs> fucking... That's great. That's great. I like that. That's like it. it a lot. That's it, isn't it? Oh, my Alexa just went on. <laughs> <laughs> Are they listening? <sighs> yeah, that's it. That's right. That's right. Five stars. Five stars for you. No question. No thought. Five I think stars. this is a this is an occasion where both of your ratings is going to be lower than at the beginning of the podcast. Yeah. Mm. I think Luke's will be a little bit no, lower I think than mine. It's gonna be lower. Okay, Matt, you go first. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go with 3.9. That's decent. That's okay. That's pretty good. I was expect I was hoping for fours for mid fours. Yeah. Um Well you, you weren't hoping you weren't hoping for a five. You are a moderate success. <laughs> I don't want to be. I don't want to be blown away by this. Or yeah, don't really come, to come across this. Um, I'll go for three point four. Three. Three point three. Because like, there's room, obviously, for another watch to improve. But it's probably highly likely I'll watch it again because it's so long. If it was short, it was like, I could watch it again, but it's, it's quite a big ask. Especially when I know what's coming be. from that third act. Yeah. Um, but yeah, not terrible. Definitely it, not. It's, it's just, it just gets <laughs> so hyped. That's the other issue. It's an event. You're it a, you're a big Nolan big movie's success. a bit of an event. Crazy. You're gonna make a massive shitload of cash, but your, your expectations for their films are gonna be so high. Tricky. I don't think we're gonna get a lot of these kinds of movies anymore. I think it's gonna be like oh, Nolan's one of the last <laughs> big guys who's who's kind of been able to do whatever he wants to do by himself, and he's like, there's not a lot of directors anymore that get to do that. But you so know that. Mark my problem. words. Ten years from now, you'll be crawling back and be like, I want to watch. Just no. get something Can we watch like Oppenheimer. Mate, um, yeah. I want studio notes, mate. I want copious studio notes from now on. <laughs> because these lads need to be reined in. Too much. It's shown to me that when you when you give them what they want, it's too. There's a reason. Same as Scorsese. Same with Tarantino. Yeah. All the films I agree with Scorsese. I don't want films. to make And Tarantino. 
They will, they will come three hours long. And yeah. That trailer was too long adult, for Flower Moon. Mm. It all needs to be bloody yeah. reined in. Just yeah. give me Ridley Scott and the occasional villain of, and I'll be all right. <laughs> but then every other two and one uh, and uh, Napoleon has got me absolutely buzzing. Mm. Like a bloody guy. Yep. Yeah. Same. <laughs> it's ticking. Um, okay, nice. Join us. No, next next week we are doing Prometheus. No, next well, week we're doing Alien Resurrection. Oh, <laughs> I thought that was good then. He tries to go. That the was road. pretty good. <laughs> right, Bob. Good night. Thank you all. Alrighty, you guys are fucking crazy for not liking this movie more. Alrighty. Thanks for listening, everyone. Please remember to rate us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen. Um, follow us on Instagram. We are at the Semi Professionals, all in one word. We're also on TikTok at Semi Professionals Podcast. If you want to reach out, ask us a question, whatever, you can send us an email at the at gmail.com. Thank you very much. See you next week. <laughs>